Okay, let's go, uh, one, two, three, clap. Hell yeah. Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 175. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Everett. We're going to continue the arc of the feel-goods by talking about some C20 commanders. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? The same thing that's always going down, which is a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about some C20 commanders. We're going to thank some new patrons. We're going to have hopefully an exciting show for everybody out there in the nation. But before we do any of that, we got to talk about our official, official sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. And they are sort of back in action in terms of getting content up on their site. So you can check them out there. Of course, you can check out Commander Cookout there. And we very much appreciate working with them because they've been in contact with us to kind of keep us in the know, right, as to when stuff's going up and just uh, communication is key, right? Yeah, it's nice that they've kept us like in the loop and like DL kind of on the payroll a little bit. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, man, we we do appreciate it. We're going to talk a little bit about that kind of stuff in our, what do we call it, our good vibe of the week, right? This is the arc of good vibes, so we're bringing the, the positivity to CCO Nation with this whole arc, and you know what, I think we're just going to continue it for as long as we have to. Agreed, because talking about fun stuff is actually fun, so... Let's just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, and we've got, of course, Brando said we're talking about uh, C20 Commanders today. Tomorrow we have our bonus set review of the rest of Commander 2020, or the pre-cons, if you will, right? Which which look very good, both from a deck power level, uh, sort of a reprint standpoint, and of course the new cards, right? So I'm actually excited for these these two episodes we're recording them both back to back today yeah i think that these ones are definitely a step up from last year and i mean obviously the year before uh i think that there are places where they could have been improved but i think overall i'm as excited for these as i am ikoria proper which is to say very excited oh man i am pumped for ikoria hey and maybe maybe it's because you know we're all trapped at home we're not playing magic as much but there is a ton of stuff from ikoria that that is really cool and i can't get wait i can't wait to get just blown the fuck off the earth by somebody casting like a path to exile on my creature that (laughs) mutated like seven times like i just can't wait for that to happen i can't wait to do that to somebody (laughs) honestly so i think that again we're gonna be a good team there because you're gonna be like oh mutate 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 you're gonna be playing the ninja turtle theme song and dancing around, and I'll be like sitting there with my path, waiting for you to do something, and just get you. It's gonna be so good. Oh yeah, you know what's funny in the in the CCO Discord, we were uh, myself, Fu Evan, couple other members were talking about teenage mutant ninja turtle theme deck right and we were like well there's no there's no turtles with mutate there's no ninjas with mutate so you'd have to mutate onto them do you use changelings do you use something that like sets all creature types to x type that you choose right so we're we're discussing how to do this and we're not going to feature that deck but for the first deck in this arc after we get through some of the new uh, the new product that's coming out we do have a very special plan that 
just kind of came together coincidentally on the CCO Discord from two different decks that were submitted like back to back. And it, it was just so funny. Like I, I went onto the Discord and found I'm not going to spoil it. And I said, I have to do this. So listen up in the next couple weeks for that because it's it's going to be fun. And it's going to be like a Brando versus Ryan moment. And of course, Ooh. of course, I know what that means. Everybody's going to side with Brando because fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck your drag, man. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but uh, this is the arc of good vibes. I thought that maybe we could kick it off with your good vibe moment. What positivity are you bringing to CCO Nation this week? Well, I'm thinking that mine is going to hit... Our- is going to hit close to home for a lot of people out in the nation listening right now is you're kind of at home with your loved ones, with your family, with people who maybe you're not used to spending so much time with or whatever in that you and I over the Twitters by the Twitters, of course, I mean the texts, we had a little bit of a, not a falling out, but a disagreement of sorts uh, last week. And you know, you're walking and I'm texting and I'm all pissed off. And then as soon as you send that text, you know, that everybody has that text or that sentence or that one thing that you say to somebody that you know you shouldn't have said, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, I'm so inside of my own head. Ugh. And you apologize, and it like it just kind of turns into that cycling, and it reminds you that, you know, this is somebody that's important, and it is somebody that's a really good friend, or is going to be there for you in times of crisis, like we are in. And I discovered once again that my podcast partner, Ryan, is somebody that I can rely on, and somebody that I can trust when I'm having a really hard time. And I think that a lot of people out there should be able to to relate to that because I'm sure that they've had those moments now when you're stuck in your apartment after six weeks and you can't go outside and you're maybe with that somebody that you love and you want to make sure that things are going kosher and good. Yeah, you know what? I, I remember exactly right as soon as you you sent the text saying hey man like look i'm i'm stressed from work i'm sorry whatever it is right and i thought dang i know exactly what he feels like because i've been there right and not only can anybody relate to mine and brando's situation but like we everybody can relate to feeling for somebody right and that's that empathy that we have for one another and and the other members of cco nation when something's going down right it's like oh yeah right now in particular you just gotta like be there for each other kind of sounds corny when i say it it sounded good when you say it i i don't know maybe i'm (laughs) maybe i'm not as good at saying it but i feel you for sure it's important that we we support each other in times like this and that was a good reminder for me and and maybe you and maybe for everybody who maybe just had that conversation with somebody yeah or or maybe now they're going to go and have that conversation with somebody and and it's easy to get at one another's throats, right? Like you see all the memes and stuff where, you know, people are at home with their kids and they want to murder their kids and murder their wives or their girlfriends or their husbands <laughs> or whatever, right? Because you're stuck at home with them all the time. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Maybe just take that time and and uh, be more present together, right? Yeah. Put your phones down. Don't, don't. We never eat with our phones at the table because we don't want to kind of wire our kid to do that. But Good call. You know, like shut the TV off and, and go and do something fun with your kid or with your with your spouse or significant other, right? Yeah, and don't murder them. 
Oh, yes. Also, don't murder them. I should have said that right off kind of the top. One really important thing to remember about murdering somebody when you have a disagreement with them is then you can't apologize and get that feel-good moment at the end. Oh, yeah. You just, right? Then, because they're they're fucking dead now, and, like, where do you go from there? That's right. Yeah. Then you just got a smelly, like, lump in your house, and nobody wants that right now. Gross. What was your feel-good moment of the week, Ryan? You know what? Before we get to my feel-good moment, I do want to take this time to shout out and funny nickname our newest patron because I want to I want to look back on CCO Nation for my funny or my feel-good moment because it, okay. it it was it was it, it was kind of just a fun moment I had sitting on the couch the other day. Newest patron, shout out, big thank you and f you to Brandon Hunter. So like. Kind of like Brando, but not really. Yeah, like Bizarro Brando. Okay, okay. So, so follow me down this rabbit hole, Ryan. Bizarro, like Oppo Superman, has yeah. the backwards S on his shirt. So maybe we could call him Nodnarb because that's that's Brandon backwards because he's Bizarro. Brand, you think? Nod, knob, nard, knob, nard. Not. Ooh, nard. Or knob, both of those things are kind of knob, vaguely nard sexual. Hunter. Oh, I got yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, nard hunter or knob hunter. As per usual, when you get several nicknames, pick your favorite one. You can set it to your name in the CCO Discord. If you're on Discord, that is one of the benefits to becoming a patron. And you know what I just remembered when I said benefit? I have, I didn't show them on the CCO pre-show. I have all of my different colored Sharpies for our brando style sharpie contest i've got sweet i've got a one-up you did the 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 i'm gonna call it the cam girl tentacle altar (laughs) i have to find some way to one-up you because like every every ryanism you captured it (laughs) yeah i I told you man i was going for the the ko punch right away no none of this building up shit no jab like just like ivan drago versus rocky (laughs) just Chucking bombs, man. That's what I'm doing. Well, I gotta, I gotta brainstorm and think of another one, and we're gonna post them up on Twitter for people to vote on, and Facebook for people to vote on. So, that is the, uh, I, I guess, another benefit of becoming a patron. You can receive a Brando style altar. We do very much appreciate it, and that is my good vibe moment. Maybe because I keep mentioning it, because I keep saying thanks, but I'm still having people just checking in from the nation saying how you doing uh, great job and we're getting emails constantly about the arc of good vibes you and brando are getting me through my my drag work day i'm still working or i, I was feeling a little bit down because i'm not working and you and brando are bringing the content every week and it it's making people feel good, and it makes me feel good to hear that because I'm in the same boat as all you guys, and so is Brando. He's down because he's working slammed every day in the news because there's lots of news right now, and I'm at home trying to manage my my home business along with like parenting a toddler that can't go to daycare right now. So I I very much appreciate all of the the shoutouts the the how you doings that we've been receiving from patrons, listeners, Twitters, everybody. Yeah, we're all we're all in this together and it really makes us kind of I think you'd agree that it makes you feel like you are in it together when 
people are there for you like that. That's really cool, man. Yeah, and it makes me feel like I'm doing a good job because, uh, like, and you and I talk to you, right? You get down, you feel like, oh, well, why am I even, why am I even doing this, right? Sometimes you feel like, oh, this is lots of work, or it's, it's time, or it's money, or whatever, right? But then we get these things where people are saying we're actually helping them, and it's like, oh, fuck yeah, that's why I do this because it's fun and people want to hear it and people, it, it helps them, right? Yeah, helping people is is a good way to get through times like this when like you kind of feel disconnected. Doing something good for somebody else is is a great way to to alleviate that. Oh yeah, and you know what? We we get people making the jokes that we make, right? Like we play them off like we uh, they're not fabricated or whatever. But we had people message us about coronavirus cookout podcast. We've had <laughs> um, a, a listener had had. And I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. Uh, maybe cut that. We cut that. I don't want to say I didn't remember his name. Okay. We had a listener say that he listens to us when he runs, and when he hears his name that he won or a shout out, it like amps up his running. So it's like cross country cookout podcast. Like, <laughs> oh man, so many just great, great things that people are sending. That's yeah, my feel so good many. vibe for the for the day. For the so week. many CCOs out there. Hey. Oh man. Well, it's the nation. It's CCO nation. Yeah. It's fabulous. You know what? I want to, when Magic Fests kick up again, I want to go to like every Magic Fest in a city or state that that starts with C, you know, like Columbus Cookout and do a podcast, Calgary Ooh. Cookout podcast. We didn't do one in Calgary, right? Last year. Oh, we weren't thinking. No, we weren't, we weren't planning ahead enough. So we were, we were too busy drinking. We weren't doing any thinking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Hey, did you see, um, speaking of Calgary, it reminded me we were in Calgary. It was Sunday of Calgary Magic Fest when the Dominaria trailer dropped and Mark Rosewater posted a vote or a, a poll on Twitter where you could vote on your favorite like cinematic magic trailer between Dominaria, Ikoria, Theros Beyond Death and Ikoria Lair of Behemoths. And it just fucking landslide Dominaria. Hey, it was like 90% or something to Dominaria. Did Theros even have one? Uh, yeah, uh, technically. I, th I think. You know what? I th Listen, it was so bad, it would have probably been your favorite. <laughs> was it, here's the thing. That's not a fair poll because the Dominaria one was the culmination of a storyline that's like a decade old. No, no, no. And that that the, was the, um, the, the War of the Spark one. The War of the Spark one. Yeah. Did I say Dominaria? Right. I think I might have said Dominaria. The War of the Spark one with, with Liliana and Nicobolus and she's lighting on fire and Dak Faden yeah. dies. Yeah. It's like the biggest deal. And then Theros, I, I honestly didn't even know that existed. I don't believe that it does. And then the one for Ikoria, and I know this is the good vibes arc, but I'm going to get on Wizards for this one because it's their fault. Every single human person that was watching that trailer, the only thing they wanted was Godzilla to show up and breathe atomic fire on that monster, and it didn't happen. So at the end, I hated it. Dang because it. Because all I wanted was Godzilla to show up. They That's all give, anybody They didn't wanted. even give us like a Godzilla sound at the end, eh? Yeah, they, there wasn't even the big Godzilla shadow or something, like, and that was so easy to do. But instead we got Vivian, whatever her name is, shooting energy monsters out of a bow. It doesn't even fucking work like that, man. Like, why do you have the bow? Why don't you just throw monsters at him? <laughs> What's the point of the bow? It's just superfluous. I did like it. It was good. No. Ah. Zero out of ten, because no Godzilla. 
<laughs> zero out of 10. You've heard it here first. That is, um, I, I would give it a thumbs up. Brando would give it a thumb so far down that it would be two thumbs down. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> But uh, I guess not what we're talking about today. We've got a legendary creature review for C20. And I think it's going to fit nicely into the arc of good vibes because there is some sweet little ditties. Yeah, there are some cool cards in in this set. I mean, some of them, I, I hate getting into the power creep conversation, but I feel like they're kind of both amping it up and kind of bringing it down on this one at the same time. Yeah, like, you know what, it's tricky, it's tricky when, uh, like, F.U. Evan, whenever anybody makes the power creep, he he moderates, I'm gonna say he moderates the CCO Discord, right, and he'll, he'll stomp your dink into the dirt if you bring up power creep, because he's like, well, what's the most powerful cards ever? All old cards, right? Like, all old cards are the most powerful ones ever. I think when people say power creep, what they mean is, like, the general power level of a card, like a new creature is very high. Yeah. Right? And when you say very low, like the, the opposite end of the spectrum, when referencing C20 commanders, you're talking about something that is very unique, very build around and not obviously like degenerate pushed combo city or in colors that afford you just like 55,000 pieces of interaction to make it like bulletproof. Right. Exactly. Like they're, they're, I guess they're fair. Is that they're general to fair cards? Yeah. And, and by fair, I mean like they're not cheating. They're not, there's no Urzas in this set, I don't think. At least in C20, there's some argument to be made about the guys that are in Ikoria proper. But I think here we've got some fairly, uh, some fairly non degenerate things overall. Yeah. And a, a couple good reprints, a couple cool new ones that I'm interested to build around. I think, and you know what, when we were talking before the recording, I was, I told you all the numbers. Now I'm not so sure, but I'm going to just read what I wrote down anyways. 38 new commanders in total, 19 of them are new and there are five new partner pairings. And when we say partner pairings, we are talking about pairs with, so they are monogamous partners. They only pair with each other. Yes. So we've got them up in front of us. We're going to start with the new ones. And then when we're done looking at all the new ones, we'll go back to some, maybe some notable reprints uh, or expensive reprints that are now more affordable. I don't think there are any non-notable reprints here, which I like. Like they're all notable for some reason, either for being shitty or for being pretty good. Okay. Good. Well, I don't, we'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll cover them when um, I guess after we do all the new ones, right? Yes. Okay. So first new one is it Akim or is it Akim? I think it's Akim. I've been saying Akim. I think. I think Akim is with two E's, right? Ag- agreed. Also a wrestler, uh, Akim the African Dream, played Ooh. by a giant white guy. Huh. Yeah, the eighties was a strange time. Yeah, very much so. They had those aerobics videos that, like, people were wearing, like, fishnet shirts and spandex and those ankle warmers. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's definitely the thing I think about when I think of the 80s. It's probably He-Man. 
<laughs> yes, He Man well, and Transformers. He, he Man was exactly one of those people. You know, little tiny skimpy shorts and those boots with the fur on them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like a like a bondage harness. Fuck He Man's cool, hey? Yes, very much. So you know what I tried oh. to my internet's so god dang bogged down right now with all the extra traffic, right? This is my country bumpkin internet, everybody. I've been trying to do tests since my provider said they doubled the speed for my area. I don't I, I haven't tested it since they've doubled my speed, but I was able to chat online kind of with FU Smitty and Jesse. I wasn't able to play. So if I see any opportunity to jump into games, because people keep asking me, maybe I can come in and chat, give you some FUs and do some heckling. I gave my computer the finger just then. <laughs> if not, I do appreciate the invites. I just can't uh, can't get on all the time. Yeah, I would definitely play if, if invited. I just, I'm a Luddite when it comes to technology, so I would need a little bit of help uh, getting my stuff set up. Oh, Smitty helped me. He... He, yeah, he told me the uh, the app to download to turn your, your phone into a webcam, and I had a whole rig set up with the tripod and the play mat, and the, well, it was awesome. And it didn't work. <laughs> Unfortunate. <sighs> Life so just sucks. I, yeah, I do appreciate it, everybody. I do I do appreciate it. So, I don't know. What is this guy? Akim, Akim, Akim the Soaring Wind. He's a 3-4 bird dinosaur for white, red, blue two flying whenever you create one or more tokens for the first time each turn create a one one white bird creature token with flying you can go jeskai and three creature tokens you control gain double strike until end of turn not what i was expecting out of the uh the jeskai commander yeah well this is the jeskai cycling deck that this one comes yeah. in right and that is one of the triomes in in Ikoria, the three color pair. The deck I think is is the is the cycling deck because cycling is like a major thing in Ikoria. I think that they wanted to just like lean into tokens because white makes tokens, red makes tokens. Um, this goes in your Kaikar deck or vice versa. Kaikar goes in this deck. Yeah, it's it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Just. It's a, it's I usually when you see the ones that deal with your tokens, I always associate them with being green. Uh yeah, you know what? I'm just thinking this is a bird dinosaur, so you now have the opportunity to run red in your blue white bird tribal or you have the opportunity to run Jeskai dinosaurs tokens um instead of Naya would, dinosaurs. Why would you ever do that though? The green dinosaurs are the best dinosaurs. I don't know. I can't disagree. I'm not the dinosaur aficionado out of the two of us, though. The other thing I think of is in red when you're creating, let's say, just random tokens, goblin tokens, elemental tokens, 7-1 tokens that you sure. like sacrifice at the end of turn. Whenever you create a token for the first time each turn, you can create another token. So this kind of, sort of, if you're making one token at a time or one token per turn kind of acts like a doubling sure. season right if you if you have if you have instants in your hand and a young pyromancer on the battlefield you can cast an instant on player two three and four's turn you're going to make a token with your young peasy and another token with your akim on each turn so you're going to untap on your turn with potentially six tokens instead of three you know what'd be real good in this deck uh what is it uh parhelion the third or whatever the hell parhelion the fifth 
Parhelion, anyway, the thing that makes those angels that then beats wholesale ass because they're attacking and you can give them double strike and then you're doing like 10,000 damage instead of like 21, like a chump. Yeah, that's... And you know what? I wish that it, like, maybe if it said create a copy of the same token, but it makes a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> and it doesn't even make elementals, which is what you sack to Kaikar, right? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. And maybe this is just a bird commander and we're going to get more red birds. Maybe this is like your... You could put phoenixes in bird tribal now. Maybe that's what aren't, this is about. Aren't the phoenixes all birds? I always thought that they were yeah. birds. That was like the point of them. So you can add the big bird creature type to the bird deck. Yeah, you should have said that right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on to our next one, Ryan. Sure. Next one is Brawlin? Brawlin? Brawlin. Brawlin. I don't know. Sure, Brawlin Sky Shark Rider. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so okay, we know what we're in for, right? This is a three-three human shaman for red three. Partner with Shabraz the Sky Shark, and what that means is when this creature Brawlin enters the battlefield, target player may search their library for and their hand for Shabraz the, yeah. the shark. Shabraz the shark, right? You can use them both as your commander. Yep. Right? And whenever you discard a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Brawlin Skyshark Rider, and it deals one damage to each opponent. It also has red. Target shark gains trample <laughs> until end of turn. Okay, so it's red. It partners with a shark, and it gives sharks trample. Whenever you discard a card, put a plus one, and it deals a damage. So if we just skip ahead slightly to Shabraz the Sky Shark, it partners with Brawlin Sky Shark Rider. It's a 3-3 three, three for uh, blue, white, three, flying. When you draw a card, put a plus one counter on Shabraz the Sky Shark and gain one life. And you can go Azorius to give target creature flying. So their abilities work together. One triggers when you draw, one triggers when you discard. So looting effects is pri probably going to be prioritized in a deck like this. Or cycling because you discard and then you draw. And one of them flies, one of them gains flying. Or one of them one of them flies and one of them tramples. And one of them is the answer to our mystery commander from the pre-show yesterday. Oh! Fee, 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 fee! <laughs> Shabraz, the Sky Shark, was the, the commander I was thinking of. It really blew me away because it's obviously a Sharknado reference. And uh, Oh, not what I had thought. I had thought you were talking about Yannick the Hyena. Well, we're going to get to that and how excited I am about that card. But uh, no, for real, okay. Sharknado. Also, Jaws is my favorite movie. There's a nod to Jaws here as well. I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh, very excellent. So... Shabraz is the commander of choice based on the hint. If on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter you guessed Shabraz, you've got yourself entered in to win the classic CCOFU cancel with an opportunity to finish the text. And of course, you can reference the pre show episode 175 for that. Link will be in the show notes or the description, where whatever platform you're looking at it or listening to this on. You can just click on that and you can see a picture of the card. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so 
I hope somebody got it because the hint was, I thought it was going to be Yannick. It was tricky. It was tricky, tricky. But uh, Brawlin and Shabraz, those are just the weirdest sounding names. They were a mouthful. They trigger on looting or cycling effects. What do you think? I think they're fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm not super excited about them. I think that they're fine. They're build arounds, but I don't think that any deck they would pilot would be particularly strong. And I'm not even not even not even if you lean all the way into Jeskai cycling. Eh, I think there's better things that you could probably do. You know, you know what I mean. What about if it's if it's like mass draw, mass discard to deal one damage to each opponent with Brawlin? That's okay, but that's just Brawlin. You don't need the shark for that. I suppose right? like, you don't want to you don't want to blue sun zenith on your t- on your own turn and then pass the turn and discard down to seven <laughs> from like eighty. You don't want to. Do well, I'd that? be I'd be fine with doing that. It's just. Is that super exciting after the first or second time you've done it? Uh, you yeah, know, like, you're they're right. cool. I like them. They're solid. And I think that they're, they'd be fun to play with. But I'm not pumped to, like, oh, I'm going to go build a cycling tribal deck and it's going to be Sharknado and Jaws and nah. You know what I like? I think that I might like the lots of card draw and then discard down to hand size with Brawlin in the cast stuff from your graveyard Jeskai deck, right? With Savine and and whoever we talked about last week. Yeah. Yeah, that that might be a different way to play this commander if you already have the Savine Necronoclasm deck that wants to cast spells out of your like draw spells out of your graveyard. Or you could like throw in some uh some or some hellbent stuff or some what the hell is that other damn where you discard it and you can play it. Why can't I think of the name of that? Madness? Yes. You can I throw was in just going to, yeah, madness. Yeah, throw in some madness stuff. Like, that could be cool, too. But again, that's just leaning hard into to brawling and kind of leaving Shabraz kind of flying around by himself. Yeah, nuts to the wind. Yeah. F them. Shark nuts. Do sharks have nuts? Ah, uh, well, they're probably inside them. Hmm. Maybe, maybe not like traditional nuts, but like some kind of reproduction nut type thing i'm sure somebody will well actually us on twitter yeah somebody just comment down below let us know if sharks have nuts and we'll move on to our next creature yeah give him a read next one is kazur ruthless stalker he is a human warrior three three for green three partners with ukima stalking shadow who we'll get to in a second whenever a creature you control combat doom it do whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player put a plus one plus one counter on that creature it's a pretty green thing to do. Yeah, it deals damage to you, it gets bigger. And then Ukima, the Stalking Shadow, is a 2-2 Whale Wolf for Black Blue 1. Partners with Kazur, obviously. Can't be blocked, and when Ukima leaves the battlefield, it deals X damage to target player, and you gain X life where X is its power. So it continues to hit you and hit you and hit you and get bigger and bigger and bigger until somebody is forced to kill it. Of course, if you control both of them, it would deal damage to you and then and then get a plus one, plus one counter, right? And then when somebody's forced to kill it because they can't block it, then it deals damage to target player. Yeah. Okay. Do you play any crazy pump spells? I think that's like base level with this, right? Is you're playing the put X plus ones on it where X is its power and you're playing Berserk and you're playing that 
colossification enchantment for my Coria proper that gives it plus 20 plus 20. Yeah, you're you're basically playing a really cool Voltron deck is basically what this is and then it gives you a bit of an out for somebody else when somebody inevitably kills your your stalking shadow. Yeah, you know what? I, I like that. It it kind of because of the exact language on Okima when it leaves the battlefield, that makes it such that it could go back to your command zone or you could bounce it yourself to do a whole bunch of damage so if you are playing the pump spells and the double the power spells type deck if somebody does kill your voltron there's relatively no downside other than like the they lose life isn't or deals damage isn't commander damage because that is combat damage specific you can make him huge, and and I'm sure, given that there's blue in here, there's probably ways of infinitely blinking this guy to just make people die. Oh, I didn't even think of info blinking him at two at two apiece and just make everybody die. I didn't even yeah, think of that. Yeah, that's... Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. You were too busy being astounded by the fact that it's a whale wolf. Instead of a werewolf, it's a whale wolf. Yeah, you know what I was actually thinking of? I was like, how does it breathe out of water? And I'm like, oh, wait, whales breathe out of water. Sharks don't. <laughs> and then I thought, shark bird, does it fly all the time or swim all the time? It would have to, it would have to, like Shabraz, right? It would have to swim all the time and then use its wings to, like, breach out of the water and eat stuff in the air just momentarily and then go back under. Yeah. The the the, the biology there is is tricky. <laughs> yeah yeah very much so i think they just like you know what i think they just were playing darts like wizards of the coast are just drunk playing darts one night or playing like um um bocce ball closest to the pin or whatever they just like throw balls up into the air and the ones that land closest have creature types <laughs> written on them right they're just playing open flippy dot drinky with like mystery boosters and whatever cards they flip those are the two creature types <laughs> they combine to me you know that wouldn't surprise me at all so Kazar and Akumi, whatever it is, good, bad? I think it's cool. I like it's it. Fine. I, I think on its own, again, it gives you a cool Voltron strategy, and it, it's, it's, a neat, it's a neat idea. I like it. Okay. I, uh, I like infinite bouncing that. That's cool. Yeah. Next up, we've got Human Shaman in... Uh, next up, we've got Gavi Nest Warden? Sure. Sure, why not? Yeah, Human Shaman, 2-5 for Jeskai and 2. This is our first... No, this is our second non-partner, right? Yes. So we're still in the Jeskai deck. Whenever... You may pay 0 rather than pay cycling costs for the first card you cycle each turn. So one, one card per turn is free. So wow. this is this is obviously the face card of the Jeskai cycling deck, given that it enables you to cycle and then encourages you to cycle. Correct, but wait, there's more. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 2-2 red and white dinosaur cat creature token. That's right up your alley, I feel like, if it I, wasn't Jeskai. I like playing dinosaurs. I like playing cats. I don't like playing Jeskai. Oh. So... Remember when we hey. talked about thumbs being all the way down? Here we are again. Thumbs all, all the way down on this one? All the way down. No way. You know what? You know what's got to be an article? It's it's got to be a Ryan and Brando thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be commander content that we can produce. Maybe the, once we can get back together and we can do set reviews on YouTube and maybe we can do thumbs up or thumbs down. 
Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, CCO Nation, let us know if you'd be interested in video set reviews. They wouldn't be hour long like these are, but if you'd like to see thumbs up or thumbs down, let us know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is thumbs down based on it being like a bad card. It's a great card. I just don't like that I can't play it in my dinosaur or my cat deck. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. And I'm not building no damn dinosaur cat deck. That's that's mm. insane. Yeah, Brawlin and Shabraz work with this because it is relative to cycling, and of course it makes a token, so Ak- Akim would trigger off of Gavi's second ability. So they all work together, which is something that we can't say has always been true of the new commanders in the pre-con, where like, one of them is just like fucking out to lunch, and it's like, uh, what is this card even doing here, right? Yeah. So that is a bonus right there. I like that. I, that's, that's, a, that's a hot take. Okay. Oh, and you know what? You know what sh- is maybe notable for me? I forgot to mention this off the top of the show. Is all of these, or at least the face cards, are only available in foil in the precons, like when you buy the precons. But you can get all of the legendary creatures in non-foil in the Ikoria Super Packs. Also, some some future YouTube content there. Hashtag Super Packs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anybody's interested in altered art, I just wanted to mention that because I don't do foils, so people contact me all the time, but you can get the non-foils in Super Packs. There we go. They'll, they'll cost right. a little more than the foils, but... Yeah. You want the pimp shit or you want the pleb shit? Yeah, and you know what? Nothing. None of the new ones are like over six or seven bucks anyways, so they're not going to be crazy. Yeah. Okay, next up, give him a read, because I think that you like the at least the flavor of this card. I do. Halden Avid Arcanist is a 1-4 human wizard for blue 2, partners with Paco Arcane Retriever, who I'll talk about in a second. You may play non-creature cards from exile with fetch counters on them if you exiled them, and you may spend mana as though it were any mana of any color to cast those spells. So on his own, that guy totally sucks, doesn't do anything by himself. So let's see his partner. His partner, Paco Arcane Retriever, is a Grohl Dog, Elemental Hound, 3-3, for red-green 3, partners with Halden, has haste. Whenever it attacks, you exile the top card of each player's library and put a fetch counter on each of them. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Paco for each non-creature card exiled this way. Ooh, lots going on there. There's so much happening, and I like all of it. So this is from the Teamer deck, right? Yeah. Yes. Or whatever they call that new color combination now, right? It's Teamer. It, it, yeah. To tell us they, what to call yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, Halden does nothing. Yeah, he's terrible. All, on his own, so, he's the worst. Yeah, when Paco comes into the battlefield, he's got haste. He's a 3 3 for 5. He exiles and gets big. He probably just gets big because lots of people play creatures, right? Yeah. And, oh, you know what? You know what Halden does do when, when you try to cast stuff that's exiled? You... No, he doesn't do anything on his own. Well, you know what? He lets you spend mana as though it was mana of any color, which is specific, um, or, or we should we should be specific because if, like, if you exile an Eldrazi that requires you to pay colorless in particular you need to have colorless mana. It doesn't say mana of any type. So just remember that, right? Like, you need to have colorless mana if you want to cast Eldrazi with this. Also remember that you have you can't play Eldrazi because you can only play non-creatures, and you have to exile them with Paco. 
because they have to have fetch counters on them. Halden doesn't do anything himself, except shuffle your library when he comes into play. Hold on, let me read this again. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dang. Yeah, like, he's he himself is not very good. But Pat, with Paco, dang, that is... He's a card advantage house because as soon as you cast Hako, it's like... Or Paco, you draw, like, three cards. Yeah, every time he attacks, you're drawing three. It's pretty sweet. It's kind of like a Tali, but, like, not quite as good as a Tali. Yeah, costs two cards. Granted, they're in your command zone. A Tali's in your command zone, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. They put a Tali in in this same product, right? I think Atali is actually in the deck. Uh, yeah, I think he is in the teamer deck. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I think thumbs up on flavor. This guy's playing fetch with his dog. That's fun. Thumbs down that they haven't errated the hound creature type to the dog creature type. Uh, thumbs down on the ability. Yeah, I th- I think these guys are cool. I I don't know if I'll build them. But I think I'm excited to see where they go. Like, I'm interested to see what people come up with with these guys. Yeah, that's that's good. That's fine. Yeah. I, you know what? Warping Whale. There it is. You need you need colorless mana on your side of the battlefield to cast Warping Whale. That is an Eldrazi card that needs colorless. There you go. There got there. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up. I'm not exactly sure how to say this, but I don't know how to say anything. So, Jirina Kudro? Jirina Kudro. Jirina? Jirina, uh, if this J is way soft, hey. sounds a little bit too much like... Urinal. Y- urea or urinal or... Yeah, so it's probably... Urethra Kudro. We got there. If she was a patron, that's what her name would be. <laughs> So 3-3 three, three human soldier for Mardu and 1. That is black, white, red. When Urinal Kudro enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. Hmm, okay. Other humans you control get plus 2, plus 0. So she costs 4, then she costs 6, then she costs 8, and you're going to make... One and then two and then three human tokens when you cast her if she's your commander. Just play Prosh. Just play Prosh. Like play different colors, play a different combo, play a dragon, sacrifice your kobolds, just do something completely fucking. Yeah, different. just don't don't bother with this. That's why her name is Urethra or Urinal or whoever the hell you say this word. Like I don't I don't care for this one. I don't I'm not a big fan. I don't know if I've ever made this point on the show. But I'm not the hugest fan of any card that says, for each time you've cast your commander, especially when it's a marginal ability like this, get a 3-1 for each time you've spent upwards of 8 mana. Are you fucking kidding me? Get out of here. <laughs> not even in the 99? Maybe in the 99, but... I think I eh. think this goes in... I think this goes in, like... I, I don't want to say, like, stacks decks, but I think this goes in... Mardu control decks just for value and sacrifice fodder. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it in there. And with that sacrifice fodder, you'd go with like the the newest Tesa, the one that gives you double death triggers because she's a human. You'd get a whole bunch of like lots of value with just these little dinky things dying and then you get them when you recast your commander. Yeah. 
So I don't know what Mardu human other than the one that's in Ikoria proper. Maybe that's the one that is actually your commander. We'll talk about that uh, probably next week. Now that uh, now that Ikoria is completely previewed, right? Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to Calamax the Storm Sire. This guy is cool. Yeah, I like him lots. Give him a read. Calamax the Storm Sire is a red, blue, green, one, four, four elemental dinosaur. Again, creature after my own heart. Whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if Calamax the Storm Sire is tapped, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And whenever you copy an instant spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Calamax. Wowzers. So, Teamer, my favorite color combination. Copying instants and sorceries, always excellent. And there are a plenty of jank ways to just keep this guy tapped. Absolutely. You could icy manipulator him. Yeah, well, there's an equipment or something. There's there's enchantments that just tap stuff, right? And just leave them tapped. Well, like la- laden fists or something? Is that the... Yeah, you know what? There's a, there's a... I can't remember the artifact. It's you can tap it and leave it tapped. And if you leave it tapped, the th- target thing stays tapped. And you can do that until you want to untap your Calamax and Dink Stomp. And you just untap your thing and he untaps. And he'd be huge then because you keep casting instants and sorceries. Ooh. And the other thing is, is it, this is unique wording on Calamax. Whenever you copy an instant spell, it's of note because usually it says whenever you cast. Right? And... If, for example, you copy, like you cast your instant, you copy it, and then you use something to copy it again and copy it again, copy it again, usually you only get one cast trigger for like your young pyromancer, for example. But if you can copy something with Calamax on the battlefield, you're copying it multiple times, it's going to get multiple times bigger. It gets, uh, it makes fork a lot better. Not that fork wasn't already awesome, but you know, a little more value from your forks. Yeah, so a fork dot deck, right? And you've got red and blue, which are the fork colors. And then you've got green for, I don't know what this has green in it for. but Dinosaurs. The, the plus one counter as well is a green thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the uh, and him ele- being elementals tapped. belong in green, right? It's sort of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yeah. elementals, green. Green. Yeah. I just like it. I, I, love, I love that he's a sparky stegosaurus too. Agreed. Yeah, I like this guy. Thumbs up. Thumbs up all the way. Yeah, great. And you know what? Get at me with your copy.tribal.deck. I think I want to build this one. And F.U. Aiden is going to eat a whole plate of dicks when I... Uh, what's the what's the card? What's the card? Price of progress. Price of progress him to death. <laughs> it's going to be great. Man, Aiden's just taking it on all sides in this set. Hey, I totally scooped a commander that he wanted to build. You already picked, got one picked out so you can stomp him with it. Like, he's just going to have a bad time when quarantine's over. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he said he's crazy busy right now just w- with the type of work that he does. Yeah, but, you know, we'll still get him. It's going to be fun. Man, yeah, I can't wait. You know what? You know, I, I texted him the other day to see how he was doing. I said um, CCO party and barbecue at, and open flippy, of course, at... Uh, my house when this is all over are you down oh yeah it's gonna be good and he was like fuck yeah are you kidding me oh yeah yeah and and f you evan is like oh yeah i'll come over and fall off your chair and sleep on your futon <laughs> no, it's, it's gonna be a good few days i'm gonna tell you that right now 
That's it. Okay, read us our next commandy. All right, we got Cathril Aspect Warper. It is a 3-3 Nightmare Insect for green, black, white, 2. Whenever it comes into play, put a flying counter on any creature you control if a creature card in your graveyard has flying, and then you do that again for first strike, double strike, death touch, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, trample, and vigilance. Then, because there's got to be more, you put a plus one, plus one counter on him for each counter you have distributed that way. Hmm. So this is the Abzan one. You know what? I I'm not a fan of the ones that say do this for all of these different abilities. Like get out of here. Yeah, I'm not a. I think these are big and clunky and just they already have a better version of it. Was it last year where when something dies and it has the ability? I think this one is. I think this one is better, isn't it? Because you can move those counters. First of all, you get counters. That's a new thing that we haven't talked about yet. I don't think. Maybe we did last week, but uh, you get a lifelink counter or a trample counter that's cool it's neat yeah yeah this one has and i'm surprised they haven't done that sooner but sure they've done it now this one has a lot of relevant abilities right like audric lunark marshall one of his ones is skulk like you're never gonna get a skulk counter right so instead they put like indestructible trample vigilance reach like good Hexproof, they put double strike, they put good ones on this one, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, it's cool, but I I don't know. I just picture it. Here it comes. I've played all of my dudes that have all these abilities. They are fucking dead now or whatever. So I'll just make my Cathril big and attack with it. And you might as well just do that with that vampire guy. Yeah, your catheter. That's another another catheter urethra one. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. We're I'm soft on this guy. You know where you might see this is... Your mono white Audric Lunark Marshall decks might get upgraded to Catheter Aspect Warper three color Abzan decks. I can see that. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, next up, we have Kelsey and the Plague, who is a 2 2 human assassin for Mardu, which is red, white, black. Vigilance Haste gets plus one, plus one for each experience counter you have. So fuck off, everybody named Brando. And. Kelsian deals one damage to target creature you don't control. When that creature dies this turn, you get an experience counter. What the fuck? That is a cool card, man. Give that bad boy death touch, and you are going to get experience counters left, right, and center. I love that it's just Mardu, and that's it. I yeah. love commanders that w their identity has no colorless pips in it. I love that. I love... Whenever they do that, I love those cards. Vigilance and Haste, so you can drop this guy on turn three and just maybe kill something, get an experience counter and make them bigger, or just attack for two, which is fine. Get your chip-ins, kids. I I like this guy. He's cool. You know what I'm happy about about this guy? There's no green and there's no blue, so we're not going to see any bullshit with this thing and Omizix, Marin, and Azuri. Yeah, I, I was thinking, Azuri, what? Yeah, yeah, good point. I was actually going to make the point that you can have Kalemne the Giant Fine. <laughs> to get experience counters, and you can have Daxos the Cursed, Daxos the the one that cares about black-white enchantments. Yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, fine. I don't know if you're going to do that in this deck. I think that you're going to tap to deal damage to things and give this thing Death Touch or deal a damage and then just outright kill something and it's going to get big sure i think it's i think it's a it's a good cheap commander that's going to do some work in your mardu control decks 
and and it is a human so there is something to be said about that as well that is relevant i'm 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 cool with it i'm not happy to see experience counters be coming back but that's just a personal thing for me so yeah and you know what it is just the one that does have experience counters and i think that it's a nice nod to hey here's this thing we did one time like partners with here's this thing that we did that people liked or it was popular or unique design space here's another one that is probably a little bit more fair a little bit well better designed than some of the other ones sure yeah i think that's it's a welcome space and i would be happy to see ones in other three color combinations to see what they're going to do no i don't want to see (laughs) i don't want to see anything that says get an experience counter in green ever 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 yeah ever just just saying you do want to see our next commander partners because this one i think is going to hit pretty close to home for you at least that's what i said on twitter absolutely i am building these these two as soon as i am physically able they are nikara lair scavenger a 2-2 human cleric for black three has partners with yannick scavenging sentinel who we'll get to in a second she has menace whenever another creature you control leaves the battlefield if it had one or more counters on it draw a card lose a life and then we have the 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 so special thing and i'm so happy that so many people reached out and like tagged me when this card was spoiled yannick scavenging sentinel is a 3-3 hyena beast for green white two partners with nikara has vigilance and whenever it comes into play exile another creature you control until it leaves the battlefield when you do distribute x plus one plus one counters among any number of target creatures where x is the exiled creature's power that's a mouthful so let me let me sum it up for anybody who's a little bit unaware, and then we'll talk about the actual cards. So Brando on Twitter throughout the coronavirus, COVID-19 public health situation has been bringing the good vibes with fun pictures of hyenas. Yep, I do a, here's a hyena post every day. I try to do it around lunchtime, CCO Brando on Twitter, and I just find a funny hyena picture and I post it on the internet. So that's been, I guess, catching some steam or whatever for the good vibe nature of of your your posts. And people, when they saw that, reached out and said, sweet. Now, it just so happens to partner with Nakara. And Nakara's art has the exact, like, literally exact same haircut, style, and color to your wife, Kyla. Yes. <laughs> So in one card, we have something that Brando has been doing to bring good vibes. Brando is the hyena in this case. And Nakara is like literally a picture of your wife, even right down to the expression on her face. I can imagine Nakara saying, Jesus Christ, Brando. (laughs) Yes, I can too. (laughs) And that might be a future CCO alter. Just throwing it out there. It could happen. It'll probably happen. Yeah. So let's, uh, flavor aside or personal touches aside, one is whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had one or more counters on it, draw a card, lose a life. So this is counter.deck. Maybe uh, she represents card advantage out of your command zone. Yes. Which is always powerful. It's always important. It's a very black thing to do. I I really like it. It's, it's a good card. And Vigilance it has Yannick. And when it enters the battlefield, exile another creature you control until Yannick leaves the battlefield. Distribute 
X plus ones among any number of target creatures where X is plus one. So you would exile your, 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 your three, three, whatever, your beast token, your elephant token, whatever, and put a plus one counter on three of your other creatures. When those creatures die, you would draw three and lose three from the, uh, Nakara. Correct. This is counters. This is draw. This is, is it an aggro deck? Is it a control deck? I'm not sure how it exists. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but it's, it's going to be cool. And it's going to have a Maserick in it. Yeah, that is possible because it's got green and black and Mazurk puts counters on everything and you would just rip through your whole deck because you'd be sacrificing, getting more counters. Mazurk actually just makes the whole deck always work with Nakara, right? Oh, it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm excited to build this deck and play it. I'm excited for the altars we're going to do on it. This is my this is my pick of the litter, so to speak. Cool. Two thumbs way up. Two rock hard thumbs. Yes. <laughs> These thumbs, if you get anywhere near them, will make your wife pregnant. <laughs> That's how hard these thumbs are, baby. Yes, that is exactly how hard they are. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, give us uh, give us the next one. All right, what do we got next? We got Otrimi the Ever Playful is a Nightmare Beast 6-6 six, six for green, blue, black, 3. Has Mutate for green, blue, black, 1. It has Trample, and whenever this creature does combat damage to a player, return target creature card with Mutate from your graveyard to your hand. I like this guy. This is cool. I've seen some cool things on Twitter with like 2 and 3 drops in the Salti color combination when they hit you. They do something very bad to you, like discard as one ones that say whenever they deal combat damage to you discard that many cards so oh somebody's open because they played a mana rock on turn three and it's our turn four and we go like uh i'm going to attack you for one but before i do that i know you can't mutate at instant speed but like they're tapped out right so they think that they might get hit for one and lose one card but you mutate this onto them and then they take six and discard their hand and discard their hand Ooh. or because it has trample if they've got like a one one two two blocker it doesn't actually matter they can soak up two and they're discarding four cards yeah, right? that's needle specter you're talking about they're very cheap i highly recommend everybody pick them up if you're going to play otrimi and want to you know get beat up beat up in real life by friends yeah i think there's another one or two drop when it deals combat damage to a player draw that many cards which normally if it's like a one one you would draw one, discard one. That's With Otrimi, you can mutate and then draw six, discard six. That's cold-eyed Selkie. Uh, yeah. Except that one just draws you, right. that draws you six cards, and you just have them now. It's yeah, and cool. cold-eyed Selkie, because with Mutate, you still have the abilities. It also, in addition to Trample, would have Island Walk, so probably yeah. you're just going to draw six. Ooh. <laughs> like, what in the... I think cold-eyed Selkie is in this deck. Agreed. I think it is, too. I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think draw six, discard six in Saltai might be more powerful. But I mean, nobody's going to complain about drawing six with Island Walk. Agreed. And I think that it's cool that it puts a mutate creature from your graveyard into your hand because it encourages you to kind of lean into mutate a little more to actually use the mechanic for more than just turning a Needle Spectre or a Cold Eyed Selkie into a value engine. It encourages you to play actual mutate stuff to do mutate things. Yeah, dang, man. This one, that one's cool. I like that. I like that one lots. Just watch out that you don't get blown out. Yes. Yes, very much so. Okay, moving along. We've got 
Silvar Devourer of the Free. This is a 4-2 Cat Nightmare for Red Black 3. Partners with Trin, Champion of Freedom. Menace. Sacrifice a human. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Silvar. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Sure. Fine. And part... Yeah. It's... Yeah. You sacrifice human, gives it indestructible. It's kind of like... Um, what's the... What's the vampire guy that does that? Uh, everybody's screaming it. No, the name is gone. Black one, haste, sack, e- what a counter. Etherborn guy, yeah, that guy. Yeah. We suck. We're fine. Yeah, partners with Trin, Champion of Freedom. And this is a human soldier for four. It's a 3-3. Three, three. At the beginning of your end step, if you attack this turn, create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. Of course, you can sacrifice that creature token to give your guy indestructible. So, yeah, it's fine. I'm not really into this one. It's just like, uh, I guess I'll just make an indestructible thing. In the same pre-constructed product, they gave us a better version of this in Ukima and Kazur. Right? Like, there's... I I don't like these guys at all. Because they're outclassed in their own set. Like, in a card that's, like, right next to Trin, it's just outclassed in every way. And then it just does fucking Boro stuff. Yeah, it's like, and you're in worse colors because it's like, yeah, it's just worse. I think that these two might be the least built partners of C20. Yeah, they're going to be right down there with uh, Halden just by himself. Yeah, <laughs> just by a fucking self. <laughs> oh, man. Again, at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando, if you've got a sweet build, we'd love to see it. Absolutely. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Tyam. I am Tyam, Luminous Enigma. I like and that. And that's what I am. It's all that I so, am. Yeah, that's it. Nightmare Beast is all that I am. 3-3 three, three for Abzan and 1. Each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional Vigilance counter on it. Now, remember, with an additional means if it wasn't entering with one, it it is now. So, it just enters with an additional Vigilance counter. You can go three, remove three counters from among creatures you control, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, then return a permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the B. So, your things with Vigilance counters... You can pay three and remove those three vigilance counters. So you can remove charge counters, plus ones, minus ones, whatever kinds of counters you want. Actually, in this deck, undying and persist would be really good because you can remove those and reuse your persistent undying creatures. That's exactly what I was just going to say. You can use that and there's that uh, elf or whatever that you can untap for a minus one counter to like get your Devoted druid. Yep. Yep. There's lots of stuff you can do with Tyam. Yeah, this this is a cool one. You could use Devoted Druid Quill Spike combo in here. You could use the Mike and Trike combo and, and remove counters from stuff that way to get... Uh, Mike and Trike just wins you the game. Devoted Druid and Quill Spike don't necessarily win you the game, even though they make you an infinite infinite. But if you can remove counters from your Devoted Druid instead of Quill Spike, uh, you can get something back from your graveyard that can win you the game. There you go. After you have an infinite infinite, right? Yeah, and you have an infinity infinity big guy. Like, that's who will 
usually get you there. Oh, you entomb brawn, the thing that if it's in your graveyard, it gives you trample, and you make your devoted druid quill spike combo infinite, and it's like, it's fine. No, you gotta you gotta do it a little bit more roundabout. See, so you put in Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth, and then in pound, or, uh, Chuck Filth. Because it gives oh, you Swamp. Yeah, Filth. Is that, is that the one that gives you Swamp Walk or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. Swamp Walk, <laughs> Filth. What a oh. cool card name, man. Agreed. I wish that it was on a better card, but yeah, it you is where what, we are. You know what? Um, you know what strikes me about Tyam is he's a little bit like Gave Guru of Spores. It's just like, oh yeah, it just goes infinite with like everything. We're going to find ways to break this because we're getting stuff back from our graveyard for three mana. Like, what if we got back Cathodian? And when Cathodian dies, like if you were to sacrifice it, it gives you three mana. So you could use that three mana to get your Cathodian back by removing counters. Right? Yeah. So that's that's a way. Or Su Chi does that as well. I think it gives you four mana instead of three, so you can net a mana. If you could sacrifice your Cathodian to your Ashnod's Altar, you can get five mana when it dies, and you can use that extra two like to, to maybe put counters on stuff, for example, because your Cathodian's going to enter the battlefield with a Vigilance counter on it. Right? Like, there's ways to break this card. Yes. And people are going to find him, and it's going to be just like Gave, where it's like, uh, fuck, oops, accidentally killed you. Yeah. All That's right, so, it, it, whatever. She, he's cool. He's powerful. He's not my kind of thing, but I think that people are going to have fun building with him. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Give us the next teamer commander. This is our second last one. All right, we got. Wow. Zyrus the Rising Storm. Writhing, writhing Storm. Writhing Storm. Writhing Storm? Zyrus the Writhing Storm. I'm pumped about this one too, actually. He's a 3 5. Snake Leviathan for red, blue, green, two with flying. Whenever an opponent draws a card except for the first one they draw, in each of their draw steps, create a 1-1 green snake creature token, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each draw that many cards. Weird. We're letting our opponents draw cards at the expense of, like, they get a card, we get a 1-1 green snake? What the What the heck? <laughs> this does not sound like it's a fair trade. No, not well. You get a card too. You get a card and a snake, and they get a card. So you get exactly one thing better than them. And since you're obviously playing this in Snake Tribal, you're probably playing it with all of the snakes that make you draw cards when they hit people and give you a bunch of mana to play those cards. Oh shit, dude! This card is fucking cool. So okay, so you can you're talking about like when we attack them, they're gonna take three. They're going to draw three. We get a snake. We get three snakes. Yes. If they just randomly cast like Muldrifter on their turn, we are going to get two snakes. Yes. Right? So, okay, we're rewarded for something they want to do. If we smack them, we are further rewarded for them doing something they want to do. Yeah, well, and you're you're tempting them, right? Like, hey, man, you want to take five? You're going to draw five. And they Ooh, go, I like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, maybe I could take five. And then you do something sh- like totally crooked and be like, ah, sorry, berserk, hatred. It's actually fucking a thousand. Die. Yeah. You know what? Shout out to, to Jason Alt I saw on Twitter. He goes, so if I cast forced fruition and then my opponent casts a spell, they draw seven, I get seven snakes? Question mark. The answer is yes. Yeah. So forced fruition goes in this deck. Good thing I got my uh, my foil one just waiting. 
And snakes are awesome. Let's be this fair. is another this is another interesting teamer one. I I like the the two teamer commanders so far. Like the not the partner one, but the teamer ones. Yeah, I agree. I like this lots too. Cool. And okay, the, last last one. Read it up. Zazara the Exemplary is I've, a, I you know what I I didn't even read that it I I can't I didn't even. I, I think it's Zazara the Exemplary, and it is a Nightmare Hydra 2-3 for blue, green, black, one. It has Death Touch. It taps to make two mana of any one color, and whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, create a 0-0 green Hydra creature token and put X plus ones on it. That is fucking neat, too. I can't even... I don't even... I'm not even past the name. Zaxra. <laughs> Zazara? I think Why it's Zazara. Why did you just put two Zs in it? Because don't ask questions about like that, Ryan. Just just, just don't ask them that. Ah. <laughs> you know what? Shout out to the last two cards that we've done because they both have pretty badass art. Agreed. This, this one is the next ultra pretty super broken one with Pemenzora and Freed from the Real, which let you pay a blue to untap Enchanted Creature. So when you make blue, blue, and then use blue to untap it, you can make infinite mana as early as turn three if you've got, like, a mana dork or what have you. Sure. Uh, that's just, at a glance, that's what I saw. But whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, create an XX green hydra creature token, then put X plus one counters on it. So if you, if you did X equals zero, you could just make a zero zero and have a die trigger and an enter the battlefield trigger so do you do like do you play stuff out of your graveyard like walking ballista and and hangerback walker and that serpent from eldraine and you just cast them from your graveyard for x equals zero is there a card that lets us cast over and over from our graveyard uh i don't know i'm sure that there is spells in your graveyard probably there is I'm sure that it exists somewhere, but I, don't, I think this card is kind of neat. You can play lots of fun stuff if you don't want to do the degenerate infinite thing. You could play like a drain life for six and you get a six six, or you could play a hurricane for four and get a four four. I think that this card is just, it's got lots of design space. The floor and the ceiling are quite high on it. Yeah, I think so. And I think where it's going to land most of the time is going to be the Hydra tribal because it itself is a Hydra and it says Hydra in its text box. Agreed. And randomly just has death touch, so like you could block with it. <laughs> because you gotta have death touch these days. If I've learned anything from playing arena, it's that if something is black, it has to have goddamn death touch. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So that is the legendary suite of cards. What do you think on the whole, generally? I think overall they're fine. There was a couple of broken ones that we addressed, but I think that there's there's a lot of design space here that's going to be, it's a little narrow, but it's going to be fun. I think there's lots of additions that people are going to find to put in decks that they're already playing. And at the end of the day, people are going to be breaking these decks down and their cards are actually going to go somewhere besides just the trade binder, which I like to see. Yeah. Any potentially problematic ones? I know you, you said there are some that can be broken. Any that are, that are going to be problematic for the casual crowd or that... Uh, semi kind of higher tier tuned deck. I don't think I'm looking at any of these to be insanely broken at this point. I think that Calamax could probably be problematic. Anything that 
doubles your spells is usually problematic. But other than that, I think that they're fine. Yeah, and of course, like, if you can do infinite on any of these, like, you're gonna, you're gonna have a good day. Like, the Tam, infinite from your graveyard, Yukima, infinite bounce, infinite zero drop X spells from your graveyard. Like, I guess when you go infinite, the whole, everything just kind of breaks down anyways, so I wouldn't worry about them too much, right? Yeah, like, none of these I look at outside of the infinite scenario and think, oh, fuck, this is gonna be a nightmare. You know what I mean? Like, they're all... Yeah. I think that they're all of a power level that is acceptable and will be fun. Yeah. And I think you said you're immediately going to build Nakara and Yannick. I think I'm immediately going to build the Kalamax one. I think that's going to be my guy because I need a non-Animar teamer deck. There you go. So you, you pick the possibly broken one from this set. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Just, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I want to play teamer, but I don't have a, a deck that I can just like whip out with the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. That's a thing. That's, that's it. That's real talk. That's it. So just real quick, cause we're crunched for time and I know that you don't want to spend seven years editing this. A Chroma Angel of Wrath in her football pads from the Tyrese Nielsen illustration. Yeah, that's obviously a Tyrese Nielsen like self-portrait that's going on there with his football pads on. Yep, Atali the Primal Storm we mentioned, notable reprint because it's a very powerful card at the top end of the red mana curve. Totally badass. Karametra, God of Harvest, reprint with modern card frame. Uh, card was approaching 10 bucks, I think, so good to see a reprint. Yeah, people like to play him, and now you can, or it, you can play it again. Very much so. We've got a... Locust God. Actually, I think this might be the most expensive co commander in the product. Maybe. If not, I know now that it's been reprinted, it's gone down to about 10 bucks. Which is always nice to see. Yeah. So, super cool. Wart the Raid Mother. Randomly, again this year, Zatalpa Primal Dawn. WTF. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That is C20 Legendary Creech. I am happy. I'm satisfied with what it all looks like. I'm excited to alter them for people. Get at me at CCO Podcast. I think you kind of sort of already gave your final thought of the day. So I just want to reiterate, watch out for the Twitter announcement for the winner of the FU Cancel. That'll be on Friday. And we'll just get at you on Twitter or Facebook and you can message us with your contact information and we'll send you a super slick custom cancel that you get to finish the words to. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we get out and look at the rest of the C20 product? No. I'm actually happy with where we've left things. I think that this set so far is really great and i am excited to as i hope our listeners are excited to look at the rest of the new commander stuff and some of the notable reprints we would like to thank face2facegames.com they're canada's biggest magic store for helping us keep the lights on keeping us coming into your ear holes and any other holes you would like us to come into and uh on that Whoa. note <laughs> don't google that one and no. on that and on that note, come back again tomorrow for another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.